0: Well, hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Wednesday night live stream. It is 7 o'clock PM Mountain Time, so it is time for a fishmonger live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com. And we do this every Wednesday night um, at, uh, at this time. So I'm glad to have you all here. Welcome. Glad you're here and thanks for being here. Oh, I screwed up the chat just a little bit, hang on. Hang on, let's fix this. Um, I put the wrong code in there, just a sec. Here we go, this should fix it. There we are, now we're up and running. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, glad you are here. Well, I've got a a story to tell you today uh, about importing fish, we'll we'll get to that in just a little bit. (laughs) the other thing that happened today was, so this tank behind me has been an algae farm for a couple days just because I haven't scrubbed it in a little while. And, uh, so I'm getting all ready to do the live stream. I'm listening to Corey's live stream. He, he was going and, uh, I listen to him usually before I, I do this one, if I can, anyway, I started getting everything started up and everything. And then I, I saw behind me, I was like, Oh man, I better scrub that Like solid pane of green off the front of that tank, so people can see the fish in it. So I literally like ran, did it real quick, sat down, started this sucker, and we are on time and live. So how's that? Hey everybody, thanks for coming in. Um, a reminder for anyone that's new or has forgotten: in this stream, I tried to avoid like just reading all the chat because a lot of the chat is just people talking. Excuse me, talking among themselves. So, um, if you make a question or comment that you want me to read, if you make it at start typing Dan's fish, let it populate, select it, it'll highlight for me. And then I will be sure to read it. If I'm ignoring you, it's not because I'm doing it on purpose. It's because it's not highlighting for me and I'm not seeing it. And I don't want to just have an hour of me just like scrolling, looking for something to, to, reply to that's just bad tv right so um like mob guppy did hi mob guppy good to see you glad you're here Real's here fish guru hey thomas jw's here Oh, looks like looks like real was first Alrighty, good job big city bettas welcome back glad you are here rod s mile high plecos hey how's it going glad you're here man glad you made it Hope Sunny Gillette is treating you well. I'm sorry. I just have to. I can't help it. I have to rub it in every time I see you, man. (laughs) Um, Go Fish Aquatic says, hello, Dance Fish. All the cribs are doing well and everything else I received from you. Awesome. Good to hear it. That's what we go for. In fact, I just spent a good part of my afternoon writing out a mission statement for my business and outlining all that and how that all works because I'm... um, I'm in the process of writing a business proposal to partner with another company and be the person that ships their live fish for them. So I'm, I'm working on that. I've, uh, so I I had to actually articulate everything. And, um, basically what it is, is the goal is to make it that people have long-term success in this hobby. The way to do that is to make sure that they're getting healthy fish to, to stop that ridiculous cycle of, the fish comes from the farm, goes to the holding tank from there where it doesn't get food or cared for. From there it goes to the exporter and it sits. From there it goes to the trans From there it goes to the wholesaler. From there it goes to the pet store. And then finally it goes into your aquarium and guess what? It's been stressed out and, uh, and exposed to lots of diseases and stuff for a couple weeks maybe. And then it lands on your doorstep and you're supposed to have success with this stressed out probably ill fish so the whole mission is to stop that cycle to make me the person who gets that stressed out ill fish gets it healthy gets it back to weight gets it acclimated used to the aquarium life aquarium food and everything and uh, and then give it to you and the hope is less fish die on the customers and that way they stay in the hobby longer and we grow the hobby that's that's the whole thing so go fish aquatics when you tell me the cribs and everything are doing well it makes my day because I work uh, what I consider really hard to make sure that happens. Um, It doesn't always, always happen, but most of the time it does. So this week I had the first loss in a long time. It's been a few months since I've had any losses that I can remember anyway um, in shipping fish. This week, unfortunately, an archer fish didn't make it. So I shipped, the person bought six, I shipped them seven. And uh, one of them didn't make it for some reason. I have no idea why. I don't think they do either. But, uh, you know, they got the six that they ordered. But that was a real bummer because they're doing great here. So, But that's the first time in, I don't know, it's been a few months, I think, that I've had a fish lost in the mail. If anyone here has got a dead fish for me in the last couple months, correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think so. Um, which brings up one more point, and then I'll get to some of the other questions and comments that um, I'm trying to establish credibility with this other company that I want to partner with. And I can't name who they are yet. It's just, I, I, you know, I can't be uh, loosey-goosey about this. I have to be careful about this and treat it seriously. But um, I'm trying to demonstrate to them that I know how to treat customers. I know how to sell fish. I know how to be, help them be successful. They don't know me personally, so, you know, they don't know this about me. So if you have received fish from me, um, would you take a moment, go to Get Gills and go visit your order at Get Gills and just leave some feedback? That would be fantastic. Then I can at least show them, look, here's the feedback I've got um, in my current store and, uh, you know, people seem to be happy um hopefully you are happy (laughs) if not be honest leave whatever it is that way i at least learn from it and can can change things and and grow as a shipper but if anyone here has got fish from me um and is willing to leave a review at get gills that would be fantastic real lol hc aqua hello hey hc good to see you hope all is well uh every time i see a mud skipper man i think about you (laughs) speaking of skippers skippers aquariums hi (laughs) howdy glad you're here slippery fish you demand well thank you thank you thank you very much matt um dolly vigil jumping in on the at hellos all right cool yeah you got it it worked it highlighted i saw it glenn norton hey dan well hello tampa tom hey buddy hey tampa tom made it it must be raining in florida (laughs) Usually Wednesdays, uh, Tampa's out on his bike, which, hey, I can't blame you, man. If I lived somewhere that was nice every evening, I'd probably be out more, too. But it ain't nice in Wyoming right now. It is cold. <laughs> Go Fish Aquatics at Dance Fish. Tell them to look at my reviews I gave you today. Cool. I will do that. In fact, I haven't looked at the reviews, so I, I need to look at them. But thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Corey Boy Aquatics. Nope. Just lost fish. mole. <laughs> all right I, I didn't quite nope just lost fish my part lol i think that's a joke saying that he lost his fish but he was joking i think that's what that is cory boy i hope so um big city bettas my betta Fallax spat his fry today cool um he actually came in a recent import order during oh holding cool And I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with them. I've never kept Phallux, but I've kept uh, Pugnax, which is similar, but a little bigger. Um, For those that don't know, Beta Phallux, a nice wild-type beta. Not highly colored, but a nice, pleasing, subtle palette. Peaceful, hardy, and easy. By all accounts I've ever read or that anyone's ever told me. So um, here are some pictures for those that are wondering what we're talking about. Again, not like a, a... Huge, b- bright, you know, domesticated color type betta, but still a really nice one to have. And wild type bettas are just a pleasure. They, um, they're they fairly peaceful. They have interesting behavior. Uh, I like them a whole, whole lot. So that's awesome. I'm glad you got Fry Big City Betta. And um, I hope they do well for you. They usually do. This is the other nice thing about um, mouth-breeding bettas. Unlike Betta splendens and some of the others, um, which have really small fry, most of the mouth brooding Bettas, by the time they release their fry, the fry are big, at least by comparison, and can easily take microworms and newly hatched brine shrimp and stuff. So, in my opinion, once a baby fish is eating baby brine shrimp, they're a cinch to raise because baby brine shrimp is super easy to hatch. You get a steady supply and, uh, that's the battle once they get to that point you just keep feeding them and keeping them clean and and they'll grow for you so that's awesome big city but I'm glad to hear that um aquatic jack is not highlighted but I see shipping in here so I'm going to read it because fish shipping is important to me something I'm passionate about fish shipping in the winter can be more difficult I seem to have most losses when ordering in the winter yeah I I totally agree that's probably a true statement um uh, well it is a true statement I have more losses in the winter too and it's just because of the cold, right? Uh, a lot of the species we keep don't like the cold. And if they aren't insulated well or don't have the proper heat pack or get delayed in the mail and the heat pack runs out, you can have a problem. And this is why in the cold weather, I only ship express. In fact, um, I occasionally get complaints about it. had some complaints today about it, get complaints occasionally. Shipping so expensive. And it is. for a small box of fish is a lot of money to pay. I get it. Um, You know, in the warm weather, I can ship that same box priority for $15 roughly. So I I get there's a huge difference there and there's a high cost. But I don't think it's fair to the fish to ship it via a slower method because, yes, priority can be two-day shipping. It can also be three-day shipping and sometimes it's longer. So if you put in a 72-hour uh, a heat pack, let's say, and and for those that are about to ask, no, I haven't played with the 96 hours yet. I've looked into them. Um, I actually think they'll be too big to use in the small box. Uh, I don't think they'll fit across the top of that small box that I use. But anyway, um, if, they get, if they're two to three days normally and they get delayed a day or two and that heat pack burns out, the fish are have a, a high chance of arriving in bad shape or deceased, right? Whereas if I send them express, which is normally next day delivery, sometimes two day delivery, depends on how close to a, a UPS, a USPS hub you live. Um, but usually next day, sometimes two days. If that gets delayed an extra day, like it did during the holidays, that's fine. But if a priority package gets delayed at all, the likelihood is the fish die. And so I'm just not willing to do that to the fish. Um, I would rather have less customers that receive fish alive and are happy than more customers with a larger percentage that receive deceased fish. My goal is to make it so every customer is delighted. And sometimes that means I can't ship fish the way the customer wants because I know that there's a higher probability that there'll be a problem. And I don't want them to have that experience. I want them to get the fish alive and healthy and have it long-term and succeed. So, yep. Uh, Taylor's Aquatics want a t-shirt. Here you go. Yep. I've got some t-shirts. In fact, a design for another one popped in my head, um, <laughs> the other day. So I might have some more coming out. It's just a time thing. Like Bob, I finally got those epistos up for you. Took me like a week and a half two weeks longer than it should have it's just because of the pace of things around here so uh sorry about that but they are finally up um no pressure to get them but anyone that's looking for a neat episto that you don't usually see i have one right now it's kind of a mystery episto um and i'll i'll let you look at it online and uh in my store and read about it i won't take the time here but it's an interesting fish no one quite knows the origin of it uh aqua apprentice Dan's fish, have you tried golden pearls? I have, and I love them. Yes, they're fantastic. Here's what I like about them. A, they're a a high-quality food, but B, you can get them in any size. So if you have tiny, tiny little fry, little surface fry, like rainbow fish and stuff like that, um, you can find a golden pearl for them. You can find them up to, I think, two millimeters. Maybe it's one... 1.5 millimeters. But anyway, from microns up to millimeters. And I like it. I also like that they stay on the surface for quite a while. They will eventually sink, but if you have surface feeding fish, it can be difficult to find um, a small pellet that stays at the surface. I mean, they're out there, but the goal is variety. So I love golden pearls. Uh, I don't have any at the moment, but I've used them for years and I'll get them again and put them back in the rotation. So, yeah, I like them. I can't recommend them highly enough, honestly. I think they're fantastic. Those in P.E. Mysis pellets are probably my my favorite brand of, of pellet. AZ Dan's Fish. What is the smallest freshwater archer fish? I heard some can get up to 12 inches. Yeah. Um, there. Well, there's only. OK, there's two species of freshwater archer fish. One is the Burmese clouded archer fish and one is the small scale archer fish. Now, I want to put in a caveat that I'm not like the archer fish expert. There's, I know a whole lot about a small number of fish and I know an adequate amount uh, for a large number of fish. So killifish, I've, I've been keeping you know, for years and really loved them and dug into them. So I can answer most questions about that. Archerfish, I know how to keep them. I know how to, you know, work with them and stuff, but I'm not like the archerfish geek that knows every species and every variation and, and all that. So, um, uh, clouded archerfish and small scale archerfish are, are freshwater. I don't think there's any other species and I don't know. Um, I think that yes, an archerfish might be able to get eight, 10 inches, but, or t- 10 to 12 inches. But the likelihood is in an aquarium, you're probably looking at about eight inches for both those species. Uh, maybe a little bigger if you had, like Cory's got that 800 gallon. If he really clears their system from any parasites and then feeds them really well, he might be able to grow them to more than eight inches. But generally you don't see him more than eight inches or so, maybe even a little less in captivity. So um, that's my best answer, answer AZ. I I don't know between the Burmese clouded archer fish and the small scale archer, which one gets bigger. Um, But I would expect full grown in an aquarium, normally to be around eight inches. Um, If anyone here has more experience and can give AZ a better answer, please do chime in. Um, Like if you're if you're the archer fish geek and that's what you do all day and dream about and think about, um, you know, chime in. Let us know. (laughs) Big City Betta is a dance fish. Oh, I love the wild species, too. At this point, they're all they're most of my fish room. Yep. I've had 20 species produced for me and the mouth brooders definitely have more hardy fry for sure. Um, This brings up a point I want to promote a listing on Get Gills because it is a cool betta. This is one that you don't usually see. And so I want to just share this with you. Um, Amber from AMP Aquatics is breeding these. And here they are. So this is a, a, a species of wild mouth breeding betta. She's calling it betta species terakin blue. Um, just to keep it separate. I'm not sure we know exactly which species it is yet. So that's how to keep it identified. And it's a cool fish. So this is the dad. He's here holding. Here's some of the babies. Here's the pair. This is the female here, the male down here, and then uh, the male again. So unfortunately, you got that play icon over this one, so it's hard to see. But I think it's really cool that Amber from AMP Aquatics has bred those and raised those and is offering them. Because I personally hardly ever see that fish available. And so when she listed them, I was just like, oh, I kind of went nuts and shared it to all the Facebook platforms and and everything just because I think it's so cool. But yeah, I I agree. Big city bettas. I think wild bettas are underrated. I think most people are scared of them because they have a reputation of needing like super soft water, pH of 4.5 and all this stuff that is leftover lore from... Back in the day when they first became available, no one knew much about them, but it's still perpetuated um, and people still believe that. I don't know what your experience is, but my experience has been I've kept them in super hard, gunky, yucky water in Los Angeles. I've kept them in super pristine, soft water here, and they did great in both instances. Um, If they're wild, yeah, you need to kind of medicate them and, and take care of them like you would any new import. But once that's done, once they're through quarantine, I found them to be super hardy fish. Uh, I think they're awesome. Small fry aquarium fish. Express zones have been redrawn, at least for me, in northeast Ohio. So there's very little overnight, and express is now second day at a high price. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, I might explain something. This is the first week I've shipped in the new year, and um, I... A number of the boxes did take two days, which surprised me a little bit. I was thinking, hey, it's the new year. They're still recovering from holidays or or whatever. But, um, man, that's too bad if that's the case. Well, that's going to put a big damper on things then, because if that's the case, that means priority is now going to be closer to three-day regularly. So. We'll see how that goes. Um, I did see the redrawn zones. Um, I didn't know it affected Express. I thought it just affected priority, but you're probably right. And um, what I did notice about it though, is that the vast majority of the redraw is is spaces outside of big cities. So the reality is Express is almost always said, it's next day and priority. They generally say is two day, But the reality has always been that if you live outside of a big city or somewhere that has uh, easy access for the post office, like their shipping hub is there or near there, it's in those cases it often has taken an extra day. So I wonder if it's actually slower or if they're just like redrawing the map to be accurate to what it's always to what it's actually been for the last few years. So not sure which one. My hope is that they aren't purposely slowing things down and changing things. They're just realizing their map wasn't accurate and have just redrawn it to reflect the status quo. That's my hope. Um, Hey, I got a super chat. Woo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First one of the night. uh, Always appreciated. Never required. Northern Frogger, 10 bucks. Thanks. Hey, Dan, my guppy wants to thank you for the advice. She's doing well and her eyes are looking much better. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. You know, it's, Giving advice on medicating fish without seeing the fish or without, uh, you know, being able to analyze a skin scraping or a gill clipping or whatever you're using to identify things is always a crapshoot. So um, I, I'm glad that worked, though. Good. I'm, I'm glad that that treatment worked for you. Now, one thing uh, in general is erythromycin often can be quite effective um, in treating Uh, cloudy eyes and eye infections more so than some of the stronger meds that we use for other things. So that and some salt can can help a lot sometimes. And I forget exactly what the treatment we settled on for you was, but um, I have to go look at that again. But I'm glad it worked. That's awesome. Um, Let's see here. Okay, Skipper's Aquariums. Did you ever get hold of CA? I don't know what CA is, uh, Skipper. Can you? Can you? <laughs> I'm from California. Every time I see a capital C and a capital A, I just think it's an abbreviation for California. Um, I'm sure that's an abbreviation for a fish. I just don't know which one. So if you could enlighten me as to what CA means, I'd appreciate it. Hey, Daryl, welcome, Mr. Bees. Hey. Um, Kayla's Aquatics say those, love them. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. I'm not sure what that is exactly, but I am glad. Oh, saw those and love them. Thanks, Dan. Oh, you're welcome, Bob. We're talking about the epistos. Okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. Fish Guru Aquatics, you might want to delete my store if you can't get back into my store on Get Gills. Did you, uh, Thomas, since you're bringing it up, did you try the? the correct email, um, there was a typo when you entered your email. So if you type in your typoed email that I sent you, it'll probably let you in. Um, and then you can reset your account to have the correct email. But if that's not working for you, Thomas, let me know. And we on the back end can reset your account for you. So you don't lose everything. So if in get gills, if you guys create an account and you somehow screw it up, like you, can't remember your password or there's a typo on the email or the login and you didn't realize it and you're having trouble getting back in or, or whatever, um, we can reset all that on the back end and send you a temporary password so you can get back in without losing all your stuff and reset your stuff. So Thomas, um, if you've tried to get in with, with the email as entered and it still doesn't work, uh, let me know and we'll just reset it for you so you don't have to worry about it and you don't have to lose everything. So Wichita Falls. Hi, Dan. What size golden pearls are appropriate for a Pisto um, Super Red Fry? Um, let's see here. I would have to look. How big is a baby brine shrimp? What is that? Is that uh, a couple hundred microns? So I would guess maybe the so the powder, the like five to 50 microns, that's probably that's super small. Um, I would say the next size up, maybe the hundred to 200 size micron somewhere in there. That'd be my guess. Uh, big caveat though, Wichita is I've, I, I mean, I don't have them with me. I can't look at the size and, um, yeah, (laughs) so that's just me guessing. So don't hold me to it, but, The five to 50 is great for like rainbow fish and tiny, tiny, tiny stuff that can't take brine shrimp yet. So maybe the next size up for those little guys. That being said, now that I think about it, that small powder, they can eat that too. So maybe, but I I think I start with about a hundred, uh, microns. Um, okay. Looking for the next, Hey, Dr. S experiments. Glad you're here. Uh, Bob, thanks for linking getgills.com. If you have fish to sell, you can sell them there. If you are looking to buy fish, you can buy from other hobbyists at that site. It's an uh, open marketplace, basically, where anyone that has fish for sale can post them for sale and you can buy them. And I would like to um, let you all know that the big shipping update has now been loaded. So if you want to sell on Get Gills and want more shipping flexibility, that's available now. So what you can do now is you can create any shipping method you want and call it whatever you want. So you no longer have to select from a drop-down. You just say create a new shipping method and you type in whatever you want. You could call it, um, you know, Dan super great shipping. And it'll say that instead of priority or priority express. Now you should probably say it's priority or FedEx overnight or whatever, just so that The customer knows what it is, but the point is it's flexible. You can call it whatever you want. And you can enter as many different shipping methods as you want. And then you can create a bunch of groups. You could create group A, group B, group C, group D ad infinitum. And you can assign whatever shipping methods you want to that group. So if you want to ship um, fish one way, you can make that, I don't know, let's say it's Priority Express. Then you can have priority express as one of your shipping options. You could have priority for another option for like plants. Let's say you should plants that way. And then you could have ground, say you ship uh, dry goods like fish food via ground because it's cheaper. You have three different shipping methods. Then you can create group A and say, I'm calling this group A, you can call it whatever you want. You could call it fish shipping. And you could say in group A, everything in group A only ships and you select priority express. And then all your fish, you add to that group. Now, when someone checks out at Get Gills, then all those fish will ship that way and they can select that way for shipping. And then you create another group, call it group B or call it the plants group or whatever. Say that's your priority. Then you can take all your plants and um, attach it to that group. So now the plants ship priority, the fish ship express, And then you create your uh, dry goods shipping group and you put all your dry goods in it and that ships ground. So you can do that in as many variations, as many times, as many ways as you can dream of. Now, most people only have a couple different shipping methods for a couple different things, but uh, the point is it can do whatever you want now. So if you're going, there's a video I released uh, yesterday about that. So check that out. If you still have questions or just want me to help walk you through it or whatever, I'm always around and available and willing to help anyone who um, needs help getting on GetGills. So, yep, just quick plug for GetGills and kind of GetGills 2.0, the release of the new shipping. And I'd like to take a moment just to thank Jonathan, my business partner and my little brother for coding that beast. It's amazingly complex, it took a while, and it took a lot of uh, figuring out some things to make all that happen, but he did it, and it's happening, and it's working, so it's awesome. a um, and Aquatics, hey, Amber's here. Amber from AMP and Aquatics says, thank you. She's the one that has the uh, Terracan blue wild type bettas for sale at Get Gills. Um, Dolly Vigil, just out of curiosity, what state are you in? I am in sunny Wyoming. You can hear the sarcasm, hopefully, dripping out of my mouth. It is cold and snowy. (laughs) It's the opposite of a paradise island right now. But uh, I'm in Wyoming. Kyle. Dan Switch, would you ever sell Milanitania parva? Yes, I would. And I have in the past. Um, Wait, I always get parva confused. I always get the neon dwarf rainbow confused with the dwarf rainbow. Um... I want to take you part Just a sec. I have a feeling. Oh yeah. Um, so I would totally sell that fish if I had it. I don't have it right now. Um, and here's the thing with rainbows. I have some irian red reds and Trifosciatus and wapoga red lasers. I've had them for a year and they still haven't sold. And how much are they going for? I think they're going for like 12 to 15 bucks, maybe 20 bucks. And these are big adult, beautiful rainbow fish. So I don't get a lot of rainbow fish and sell them simply because if I can't sell them, I've had them for a year, over a year now. And I think most of that year when they were a little smaller, they were on sale for 12, 15 bucks. Um, they might still be on sale for 12, 15 bucks. Let's take a look-see together, shall we? So I um, Let's go to get gills let's click on um rainbow fish so yeah these are 15 bucks these are five to six inch uh fully grown eerie and red rainbow fish now it's probably because this picture sucks but I have a, i'm not a good photographer um got some opoga red laser pairs got some dwarf kamakas I've got some Trifosciatus. Why are they not on here? I better add those back. Those are off for some reason. But seriously, like if I can't sell a rainbow fish at that price over the course of a freaking year, it kind of disincentivizes me of getting uh, many more rainbows. That being said, there's still a couple I'm trying to get. And this will get me into my import story for the week. The, the title of this live stream is like the, the, the fail of the fish import. Where's the fish, right? So let me tell you this story. So there's two types of wild rainbow fish I am trying to get in. And I'm trying to get them in because most of the rainbow fish that are available for us in the hobby um, are not pure strains anymore. I don't know if it's most, but a large percentage aren't. And this is what happens. If you're at a fish farm and you've got your outdoor ponds and such, and you have all your rainbow fish separate, great. They're all pure strains. But then a hurricane comes or a monsoon or it floods or whatever. And now all the rainbow fish have swum from one pond to the next and they start interbreeding and you get hybrids that way. Or when you go to harvest your pond, you get all the rainbows out and everything. And then next season you put new rainbows in. well, if you happen to miss a couple from the previous season, those are going to breed with the new rainbow species you put in, which might be different. And then you get hybrids. So just over the years... Uh, hybrids have entered the rainbow fish uh, reality in our hobby. There are still some pure strains out there for sure, but a lot of them are no longer pure. So I have access to two types of wild rainbow fish. Ogabli wild rainbow, uh, is one of the species. Ogablii, I think is how you say it. Uh, I'd have to read it. It's a little tricky. And then the other one is rubrostriatum or rubrostriatus, the red-lined rainbow fish. Um, I have access to wild fish of both those species. And I've been trying for several, um, I think months now to get them. And it's, it's a hard thing to do. There aren't any great avenues of collection in Pap- Papua New Guinea or Papua New Guinea, I guess. Um, and so it's, it's hard to get them. Well, I ordered them along with a lot of other stuff for this Monday, they were supposed to come And what happened is um, after ordering them several times and not having them arrive in the United States, this time they actually did arrive. So those two wild species came along with fricata rainbows, um, but the rest of the order did not come from the supplier. And so what happens in that case is uh, this, in this case, I was working with a trans shipper to make this happen. Trans shippers will not, at least the companies I work with, forward fish to me unless there's a certain volume i ordered way more than the volume needed but there was such massive shorting on the order that only three bags of fish made it to them and that's way less than they need to send a box to me right we've got to at least fill a box before they'll ship them to me so the fish made it into the united states (laughs) but they didn't make it to me just because not enough fish came for it to make it worth the transhipper's while to send them on to me so instead they'll get them to wholesale and they'll be on the market somewhere probably in a pet store um we'll probably never see them but um hopefully they get good homes but that's the big uh fish import fail of this week i was working with a company i ordered several times over the minimum but every now and then the person that's supplying them just shorts you so severely <laughs> That you still don't get them even though they make it halfway like they made it to the united states but they just didn't make it here so um importing fish or transshipping fish or any even buying fish from a wholesaler can be such a crapshoot i mean there <laughs> there's so many variables you're deal- you're dealing with other countries and things like that there's other business ethics there's um, other norms of what's acceptable and what isn't and all that stuff and um, sometimes better than us in other ways, not as good as us. It just depends on which thing we're talking about. But that was the big fish fail for this week. I, so, yes, the wild rainbows finally made it, just not quite to me. So, but my hope is that that means that that um, exporter has some actively available now, and they might arrive next week. So importers will often, or exporters, will often list all the fish they have access to. It doesn't mean they have them in their possession. So you go and order them and they might not actually have them. They just listed them. So anyway, um, how did I get on that? Oh, rainbow fish. So Milano Tania Parva. Yes, I would would love to have that and sell it, but um, I'm not going to be getting lots of different rainbows in just because they don't sell well for me. And I think I know why. I mean, some of them are hard to photograph just because they're so fast. And i'm not a great photographer so that's probably strike one but strike two is that you know a lot of rainbow fish don't really color up until they're pretty old and so when you buy them they're small and most people don't want to spend the money on a small fish and have to wait six months to a year before it really colors up so kyle yes i would i would do that but i haven't had that species yet and i'm not like actively pursuing it at this time one day when i expand my facility which I hope to do in the not too distant future um and i can have several racks just dedicated to rainbow fish then uh then maybe you'll have a a critical mass of just rainbow fish to drive more sales so that's another thing that happens in this industry if you just have like one or two rainbow fish you won't sell very many but if you get 20 species of rainbow fish then people are like hey this is a place to go for rainbow fish and you sell more um it's true for almost any fish uh in this hobby so um well that's that's a long winded way to answer that hey 59 watching thanks everyone that's not bad for this little channel appreciate it all okay gonna get back to the chat here um and why is it that, yeah, I always confuse the Parva with the Praecox. and I think it's just because there's dwarf in both their common names, and both of the scientific species names end with a or start with a P. <laughs> um, Big City Betis says Oscelada are Tarek and Blues, correct? Um, Amber, maybe you could answer that. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not exactly sure on that. I'd have to look into that. It might be Ocellata, Big City Bettis. Um, By the way she's selling them for 75 bucks a pair for captive bread bread in the usa hobbyist healthy bettas for me to to import that fish wild is at least that a pair so you're getting them for a really really good deal not only are they you know captive bread and used to aquarium life and all that um and not going through the stress of collection and export and import and holding and all that stuff but um but the price is awesome so i think it's a great deal dr s experimentus those highway catfish you are selling on your website look sweet they are sweet and i'm pretty sure you won't find them like anywhere else i i i don't know of anyone besides bob (laughs) who has them in the united states at this time so And I've been looking. Um, They were available for two weeks. And then since then, they haven't been available again. So my feeling is that there's probably a couple times a year when it's their season and someone goes and collects them. And that's probably the only time they're available. So yeah, I like them, man. They are beautiful. And they're a great fish. They only get about three inches, maybe a little smaller in the aquarium. They don't seem to bother anything. They don't bother each other. They don't hurt other fish. Um, I would say they're kind of like a woodcat in in personality, more or less. So, yeah, they seem to be doing great. Cory Boy Aquatics, the apisto are male or female? So, okay, good question. So they're almost all males. I think I saw a female, um, but no one order and be like, hey, could you send me that female? Because trying to catch that one female Out of this 125-gallon aquarium with all these decorations and plants and stuff, I'm not going to be able to do it. So um, they're they're pretty much all males. And this is an unfortunate reality that there are some fish farmers who, if they have a couple fish that are their main income um, or do well for them, they often will hold back one of the sexes. So... This happens with this fish. Um, They're bred in in two locations mainly. One location holds back males, and I think the other location holds back females. And so, you know, it's hard to get a a breeding group. So I think they're all males, unfortunately for us hobbyists. Now, they'll look amazing in a display tank or something like that, but obviously they're not going to work for someone who is intent on breeding them. But for someone that just wants a, a beautiful little unique uh, cichlid in a display tank and doesn't want to breed them, that's who should get those. So, yeah, unfortunately, Cory Boy, it's gonna be hard to breed them. They're pretty much all males. Um, so, for those who are wondering where I'm at in the chat, I just caught up with Northern Foggers, uh, $10 super chat about the guppy. Um, Big City Bettas at, at Amp Aquatics, Amber Marie, I thought so, but wasn't sure. I can only work with the smaller species as of right now. Gladiators are like my ultimate goal um macros are nice but overrated in my opinion okay so okay cool so that's right it looks like they are in fact an ocelotus species um those bettas tm aquatics hey um so uh, tm has some cool shellies for sale if you're in the shelly market they're also ocelotus gold i believe um priscilla hey priscilla haven't seen you in a while glad you're here glad you're here Welcome back, my friend. Philly man Pete. Hey, Philly man. Happy New Year. Friendly fishmonger. Well, happy New Year to you. Always good to hear from you. Have you ever kept trophies? Yes. And what do you think about a colony in a 90-gallon? Um, so, yeah, I've kept lots of trophies. Not in my personal aquarium, but I've kept lots of, um, at stores I've worked at. One one large facility in particular have lots of trophies. My experience with them is... Um, it's not good. Now, I I know people that keep big groups successfully and it can be done, and you should totally do it if you like that fish. But just be aware that when those males um, start feeling uh, macho, they are super, super vicious. So uh, if you did it, ideally what I would suggest this is probably unrealistic, but ideally what my suggestion would be off my experience is one male to a large group of females, um, in a, in a 90 gallon, that's a great size for them. Um, and if you can have quite a bit of rock work and stuff in there for them to hide in and hang out and stuff like that, that would be good. So in my experience, the males are tough on each other. So there might be a way to have So many males and so many decorations that you are successful, but I've never been, I've never seen a lot of success keeping multiple males. So if you can get a male with a large group of females, great. Or if you can just get a large group and then find other homes for the males as they mature and just end up with the one male and the group of females, that would be awesome. Ideally, what you would want to do is have a male with a group of females in that aquarium. And then, um, if I'm assuming with Trophias that breeding might be in the mix, if so, keep another male with a, another group in another tank. That way, if you lose one of the males, you know, you've still got a backup, but, um, Philly Man Pete, in my experience, Trophias had been tough fish, um, just because of how aggressive the males were. Um, so, if someone here keeps Trophius and has luck keeping multiple males together or has a different experience, please chime in and let us know your experience as well. I'm definitely not like the Trophius geek. I, you know, they're not a fish that I've sought out and kept many, you know, tried a million things to figure them out and all that. Um, but I, I maintained several species in several locations um, for quite some time at, a, at another facility. So. They were always tough. I mean, we get them small, and by the time they were an inch and a half or two inches, they were already just beating the heck out of each other. So, Philly um, really, man, someone else will probably have better news for you because they've probably had better luck. Um, at Dance Fish, thank you, says Wichita. You're welcome. You are welcome. Hey, Reels, sorry, Mr. Super Chat. Uh, thanks, Reels, for the Super Chat. Five bucks always appreciated, never required. I got a monster hatch of platinum angels from the pair I got from you. I got way, way too many to count. That's great. And um, did you end up separating them or did the parents raise them up by themselves? I I remember you were trying some stuff, so I'm curious which way it worked out. Um, But that's great to hear. Anytime I sell someone fish and then they have good luck with them, it just makes my little heart happy. So thanks. I'm glad that happened. And just keep that brine shrimp going. Feed them a ton. Change the water enough to keep them clean, and you're gonna have a bunch of angels to sell pretty quick on GetGills.com. <laughs> Dubrex21, hey Dub, good to see you. Um, good day, mate. Great to catch a stream. I'm looking into a new fish. Some are native Australian, called cold, called cool. Some are native Australian. Cool. Called Agazzizzi's glassfish. Please note they are the real thing, not the dieter or injected one. Cool. Let's look that one up. Um, it's not the hump head, is it? Agazzizzi. If I could spell. Glassfish. I want to see if I can. Oh, cool. Here it is. Agazizi glassfish. Oh yeah, look at this. So here we go. Um, this is the fish we're talking about unless I greatly mistake. That's cool. So no, it's definitely not a humphead glass fish. Um, in fact, it's more, you know, maybe a little more opaque than the average glass fish we're used to, but cool. That's awesome. I love the double like dorsal fins it's got going on. That's kind of a neat look. And, uh, yeah, I, I figured they wouldn't be the dyed glass fish every week. When I go over the lists of what's available and I see all the different varieties of injected fish, uh, it just makes me like, I rage up a little bit. Like I just see it and just like a moment of rage just washes through me. And I can't understand why after so many years of this happening and knowing how bad that is for the fish and stuff, how it's still going on. Um, and if you like dyed glass fish or injected glass fish, I'm not going to judge you, whatever. Um, but I, I just, I don't understand it, I guess. <laughs> yes, Bob. Thank you to reels fish tanks. I agree. I agree. So Bob, are you modding all alone? Wow. Well, thanks for doing that, man. I guess that probably means that Corey's still going. I know that uh 54 punchy is having to work Wednesday evenings now. Um, so she's probably not going to be around, but I would have uh, thought, uh, Jeff and candy would pop over when Corey's done. So I guess Corey's still going. Um, that's cool. Yeah, for those that didn't watch Corey's live stream tonight, he's got a great origin story of his store about what it's like to start a fish store and some of the challenges and how he got lucky and it worked out for him. So and it's worth it's worth listening to. So catch it on the replay um, if you missed it. It's, it's I, I like his stories when he talks business because I'm in fish business too, and so I'm like I totally relate. I remember that or I'm going through that or whatever it is at the time. So yeah. Um, All right. Going for another comment. Amp Aquatics. Yeah, I have about 20,000 Tequila Sunrise Guffies now. I'm glad they're doing well for you. Um, How pure are they breeding Amp Aquatics? Um, I, I remember when I got them, I got quite a mix in the babies. And I think sometimes, I don't know, maybe this is totally cynical of me, but the fish themselves look great. But the babies come out sometimes so mixed that I often wonder if they're like purposely impregnating them with a different strain before they send them out, that's probably just me being cynical. But, um, I'm just curious what the, uh, how pure they're coming out. Um, by the way, I finally separated all the Endlers and stuff and, um, we're doing really good. The, the purity of the Santa Maria Endler line I'm working on is a little higher than I thought it was. So I've got a group of young growing up right now and they might, I might not have to go another generation before I sell them. Um, these might be good enough. I'll, I'll know when they get bigger and color out and I see what this generation is. But the previous generation that I just separated out and counted and stuff was in good shape. So they're coming along, coming along. Team Aquatics, I had a breeding group. So this isn't at Dan's, but I saw it and it's about this trophius So I'm gonna look at it. I had a breeding group of nine de Boise, two males, seven females, the Bemba collection point. Okay back in 89, 92, bred hundreds of fry, kept them in an oceanic 135. Okay. So that's big enough. The male split the tank in half, no aggression. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if a 90 gallons big enough for that, but that can happen in a larger aquarium, um, for sure. So it sounds like you hit that point and got lucky in a 90. That's still a four foot tank. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think it's four foot. It's just, it's just really tall. So I'm not sure a 90 big enough, but it might be worth a try as long as you have a plan B where if you run into problems, you have somewhere else you can take out the mail that's getting hammered. But TM, thanks for chiming in. That's, that's a very good point. Um, oh, Lumpy Dog is here. Oh, there he is. Hey, Lumpy Dog. <laughs> Sorry. How did I miss all your stuff? <laughs> how long have you been here? I'm scrolling up just to see how bad I screwed that up. sorry man (laughs) oh man you've been here a while wow how did i just like not even see that i'm sorry jeff i'm glad you're here i don't know how i totally didn't see it before it's like bright blue and everything because you're you've got mod power (laughs) i don't i don't know how to explain it sometimes i just have days yeah um glad you're here. Oh, I blew that one <laughs> okay um so hang on, I'm catching up to the chat. I just scrolled like crazy to find out uh what was going on with lumpy dog being here. Welcome, so glad you're here so so sorry, I'm a little embarrassed <laughs> righty um. Real stinks. Do you still have to pay for the fish that you didn't get? Not from this particular supplier, but there are suppliers where that happens. So, um, like my my the collector I I worked with in Africa, like I gave him the money and it was like, all right, this is it. In fact, I think I still have a small credit on his account. So once you give them money you only get it back in fish, basically. So if they short your order, um, you just have to order more. <laughs> and you kinda sometimes with some suppliers, you can get trapped in this cycle of, they always owe you credit for fish you didn't get. And so you're always ordering more from them. And uh, sometimes every now and then I'll run to a supplier that it's almost like they do it on purpose to keep you on the hook. and. And I just like, I'm like, whatever, you can keep the money. We're done, you know. Um, But most suppliers aren't that way. Uh, Most people, especially if you work with them for a while, um, you find out who's reliable and who's acting in good faith. And, um, you know, it's pretty cynical of me to say they're doing it on purpose. It might not be that. They might literally just the supply is out that week or they uh, have collected their limit or, or whatever it is. Um, but when it happens all the time, then it's kind of like, okay, we're done, buddy. Yeah. Priscilla MK Art, you just got to move the camera faster to take pictures of rainbow fish. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I see that. Dolly Vigil what's up with you and the only male fish thread fins. Well, yeah, I know. I know. Um, so Dolly, I want you to know that I am trying. Um, Last week, I contacted a supplier that I have seen have pairs, or it wasn't one-on-one pairs, but it was males and females for sale, and said, hey, I I would like to get females. Will you do this for me? Um, They didn't have them at that time, but I am looking for them. Because right now, I think I have almost 400 male threadfin rainbows, which... By the way, are gorgeous, and if you're not trying to breed them, a small group of them, or even a large group, whatever, a group of threadfin rainbows in an aquarium, where you have enough of them that they're interacting and displaying and flicking their fins and stuff, is fantastic. But if you're trying to breed them, yeah, I uh, I ordered a bunch in the hopes that I would get some females, and uh, nope, they just sent males. Sometimes they do that, and I don't want to say that it's always because they don't want you breeding them and they're trying to, you know. monopolize the, the stock. Sometimes it's probably because they're like, well, the males are prettier. The pet stores probably want those because they'll sell more because people are going to want the pretty ones. So we'll just send the pretty ones. So it could be that they're acting in good faith and just uh, sometimes and just trying to sell you stuff that you'll be successful selling. But with with this a pistol, I think it's different because again, one supplier Will sell only males and another one will sell only females and um yeah so let me dog can epistles crossbreed oh yeah but apistols, yes in fact it's actually a big problem in the same way that rainbow fish have the problem so less so because uh, you know epistles aren't necessarily bred in big groups and ponds like they do rainbows but um yes yeah, so epistles will definitely crossbreed and there's a big debate on whether these steel blue epistos uh, that I have for sale originated from a wild species or are a hybrid of some sort. Uh, no one seems to know for sure. Um, and so, yes, but there's there's quite a bit of crossbreeding that goes on in epistos. Um, sometimes it might even be on purpose to get color strains and things like that, kind of like we did with platys and swordtails. Um, so... Depends. Uh, Yes, they can definitely do it. Some people say you should never do it. That's horrible. How dare you? And other people say like, well, I want to create cool new stuff like we did with goldfish or with um, swordtails and platys and all that. So I'm just going to do it. So, you know, I'm not going to weigh in on who's right or wrong. Um, I think it just depends on you and how you keep fish, but they can definitely crossbreed. You can, you see a lot of mud of out there, actually. Amp aquatics. Yeah, I have about 20,000 tequila sunrise. Oh, not only did I not see you, Lumpy Dog, but I I, I totally skipped your highlighted question before because I already answered Amp Aquatic's comment about the guppies. Man, I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right. In my defense, chat jumps like crazy. For anyone that's ever not done a live stream, this is one thing about this technology, which is frustrating, like the chat just like do a thunk, and you're in a new spot, and it's like ah, I lost where I was. Um, Dolly Vigil, where do I apply for a mod job? Um, so Dolly, I I very very infrequently will add a mod, and basically what happens is for one, I only had Lumpy Dog as my mod. I had one main mod for the first. Uh, almost a year, nine months, six months, something like that. I can't remember. For a long time, it was just just Lumpy Dog. And the reason is, is because it wasn't a massive, I'm not a massive channel yet. We're growing. Uh, We're growing pretty steady. We're inching up on our 4,000 subscriber mark. So it's coming, but um, I don't want to have lots of mods. I only want to have as many mods as I need to actually manage things. So basically... Lumpy Dog was the only one for a while, and then he needed some help, so we brought in another one, and then one time they couldn't make it, so I brought in another one. So I bring him in as needed, and I tend to add people that have been here the longest and that I have maybe a relationship with in some way outside of streaming and outside of YouTube. Um, so it's, don't don't consider it an honor to be a mod, consider it work, right? yeah, it's just, it's just free slave labor, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) um, yeah. So I add mods occasionally, but I'll never have very many. So real stinks. The pair are raising all the fry. Cool. These are the platinum angel fish for a few weeks, at least for now. It slows breeding down. Yeah. Thank goodness. Right. Feeding brine shrimp and microworms. Awesome. Well, I hope you post pictures, uh, like real if you occasionally will post a picture or video um on the get gills um facebook page that would be fantastic in fact quick plug for anyone that's not on it we have a lot of fun at the get gills facebook page um check it out but i'm glad they're doing good skippers aquariums dance fish do you ever get ca are we back up there or did you repeat the question skipper um oh cares fish that's what it is Yes. In fact, I currently have Betarubra, which I believe is a care species. I have a couple species of limia, which I believe are cares, some rainbow fish. Um the Pelvicachromis. Um so yeah. In fact, I frequently get care species in. And to be honest, it's hard to be in this hobby and not have care species, because so many fish are in trouble. But uh yes. I almost always have care species and I'm a killie guy. So almost all the killie fish are cares as well. As far as I know, um, Amp aquatics, very well. The babies look very, oh, so I asked, uh, Amber at Amp aquatics, uh, how pure the tequila guppy strain was. And she says it's doing well. The babies look very much like their parents, even better. Actually. Nice, bold red striping up top. Yes. Want those endlers. Cool. So, I'll, I'll get those endlers out pretty soon. I, I just don't want to pre-release them and introduce a, a, uh, I don't know, a dirty strain into the hobby. When I release the strain, I want, I want the strain to, uh, be clean enough and good enough that, that people, that if you get one and someone else gets one and someone else gets one and you all breed them, that, we all know what we're talking about when we talk about that fish, that they all look the same, pretty much. So um, I just don't want to pre-release them, but they'll be ready. I think, I think we're looking at a couple months for this group to grow up. It could be sooner. Um, or it could be longer. Maybe they grow up and it's like, oh, never mind. Not as good as I thought. We'll see. Dolly Vigil, um, oh, he's talking to Long Island fish guy. Okay. Um, oh, he needs. Long Island fish guy needs female rainbows, too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, uh, rest assured, I'm trying. I'm trying to get him. Skipper's Aquariums, do you ever get cares fish? Already read it. Um, We'll work for fish, says the Long Island fish guy. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Okay, Philly Man's... Pete, we're back to the trophies at TM Aquatics. Thanks for the info. I was thinking about 12 trophies, three males and nine females. Kasenga red rainbows. Those are beautiful. Ample rock work. Those 12 fish from the collection point would cost me 600 bucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 90 would be tough. Okay, well, I'll let them hash it out. But uh, yeah, it's it's the aggression issues, Philly Man Pete. They, they're they real. I mean, with, with trophies, they're just... Those males are so aggressive. Kyle at Dance Fish, would you ever oh, okay, I already read that. Did this jump on me again? I feel like I'm repeating. Or maybe I didn't answer in time, so people repeated it, and I'm just seeing it twice. I Think that's it. Naked Reefer, did you lose some fish at Dance Fish? That sucks, man. Yeah, uh, for the first time in a long time I lost a fish during shipping. That being said, I sent out a I don't know, a few hundred fish and this week and only lost one. And I've been sending out lots of fish for a long time, and it's been a few months since one died. so the track record's still good it's just uh it's just a bummer, and added to it is the fact that it was an archer, which is a forty dollar fish so it's a it's expensive, but it's also just uh kind of special because they're they're hard to find they're not being bred in captivity as far as I know, and all that so yeah, it's a bit of a bummer um so I don't know, every now and then it's gonna happen no matter what you do, that's just a fact. Philly Man Pete, they want to corner the market so you can breed and compete with them. So you can't breed and compete with them. Yeah, I I think that's true a lot of times. I also think sometimes though, it's just like, hey, these are pretty, they'll sell better for you, you don't want the females. A dance fish, so blue pistos could breed back to a female, not of their zip code could be bred back to a female, not of their zip code. Yes, almost, almost any episto, I think, will hybridize. Now, that being said, there might be clans or maybe they're called clods. I can't, I'm not a taxonomist, but um, there might be some that are distantly enough related that they wouldn't hybridize readily, but I know a lot of them do. So, um, and I forget, um, I'd have to read again when I was researching the blue, the steel blue epistos or blue neon, depending on who you're talking to um same fish a couple different ways that's the problem with common names a couple different common names no one knows the scientific name or if in fact there is one because they might just be a hybrid like a flower horn um but there is uh some of the articles i was reading did say what they're closest related to so it's definitely possible um for at least some of the groups they might not be able to breed with every episto because some of them are quite different but Yeah, I'm not an episto expert enough to know where that breaks down, where this group will all breed together, but this group and this group won't, if that's indeed the case. So, (laughs) how's that for an answer? I should be a politician. I can non-answer for days. G. Cunningham, what's your preferred temperature for killifish? Low 70s to mid 70s. Now, there are a few, please be aware that there are, Killifish are a massive group of fish. They're on most continents. <laughs> they're, they're wide, wide spread. And so they've adapted to many, many different niches. So there are species that need cooler water that if you get into the 70s, that would be hot for them. Like they want it around 65, 68 tops. Uh, those are things like I'm thinking of like diapterons. There are species that need it warm or at least they need it warm to breed Um, like some of your pupfish, um, some of your aphaneus, things like that. There are some species that just come from really hot areas. So it, it, why it kind of does vary widely, but in general, as a general rule of thumb, uh, mid seventies is great. Low seventies is great. Once you start getting into 80 degrees, um, or even high seventies for an extended period of time on some species, then you can start, um, I don't know if it's that they, some plane don't like it and won't function at high temperatures, but most will do okay. They just age a lot faster that way. So, yeah. All right, scrolling here. All right, got it. Cool. All right, we're at eight oh eight, and we have reached the bottom of the chan. The ch- I can't talk chat. So this is the point in the night where I say. Um, If you have a question or a comment that you want me to get to tonight, like right now, um, go ahead and list it below because we've reached the bottom of the chat and um, I'm going to assume since we did that and there aren't more things flying in that we've kind of reached the end of the live stream. So just uh, if you have something to say, say it now and in a few minutes here, we'll start shutting it down. 62 watching, that's good for this little channel. I am I am glad that's happening. Lumpy Dog says, check out the Empire Gudgeons available. Yeah, those are amazing. See, I saw that one, Lumpy Dog. Those are cool fish. I have to say, every day they get better and better. And um, I'm so glad I, I got them. That's one of those fish that I've been staring at pictures of Empire Gudgeons in and kind of drooling a little bit <laughs> for years. And to finally get them and be able to experience them is just... It's just a joy. Um, yeah, they're just fantastic. Long Island fish guy. Have a good night, everyone. Peace out. All right. Good night. Long Island. Cyclist 23. Hey, good to see you. Um, I tried to say hi back at you in Corey's stream earlier tonight, but I was on my phone. Um, and it wouldn't let me like select you. So I don't know if you saw it, but anyway, good to see you again. Ran out of time last time. What size tank would you recommend for the yellow labradenses? Um, So Cichlid 23, I don't have a recommendation just because I don't know that fish very well at all. Um, I know that we looked at it, and if I remember right, it's a really beautiful fish, kind of Central American looking uh, cichlid. I've I've never kept it, and I don't remember how big they get. I don't remember their aggression level or anything like that. I mean, I've seen them around, I think, but I don't really know anything about them. So I'm sorry. I'm not the guy to help you with that. Um, if someone here, though, can help out, uh, Cichlis 23 has been looking for info on yellow labradensis. If anyone here has kept them and just can lay down their, their basic care tank size, how they did it, um, and we can help Cichlis 23 out, that would be wonderful. But anything I said would just be a guess, so I don't want to steer you wrong. I want to be upfront when I don't know stuff. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of fish I haven't kept in my personal fish room, but I have enough experience with them at a store, Or that I worked at or or a different job I had or or I have close friends that have kept them and I've seen how they do it and stuff that I can chime in a bit but there are fish that I just don't know much about and I don't want to say like do this and then have you do it and it'd be like oh nope that was wrong. Dr. S. Experimentus. Are those highway catfish breeding in captivity? I've never seen any report of anyone breeding them. Not to say that it can't be done. There's a lot of fish that you know, were really hard to breed until they did it. And it was like, oh, that's how you did it. And then now everyone can breed them. But with fish like that, that are rarely available, um, just there hasn't been a lot of time to figure them out. So I don't know of anyone that's breeding highway catfish. I hope someone figures it out though and makes them more available because honestly, they're like the perfect catfish. Small size, peaceful, um, beautiful. And they do hide, but they readily come out when there's like food or anything like that. So it's not like a fish that you never see, like some catfish. Marsh Aquatics, any new strains of quarries coming in? I'm trying to order Longfin Corridors Paleotis just because there's some folks in this group who have requested it and enough requested it that I can uh, get a group for them. So that's the one I'm trying to get. Uh, but quarries are another one. I've had the um, Corydoras. Triliniatus, the Julie quarries, I've had Mete, I've had um Malini and uh, some others. And honestly, I've had those for a year. They still haven't sold. So I'm not likely to get tons more quarries when I'm having trouble moving quarries, if that makes sense. So it's just not a good business decision at this time. Now, things could change and people start buying quarries, and it's like, oh, I need to get more of these, but I've still have big groups of them that i've had for honestly over a year so not going to get any more anytime soon maybe some pygmies or something like that those sell well and they go well with a lot of the the species i have so maybe some of those kayler's aquatics 20 bucks thanks thanks for a great chat dan and everyone that participated hey thank you bob thanks for modding and participating yourself i really appreciate it thanks for the super chat um all right last one i'll read and then we'll close her down big city bettas any experience with black Tiger Dario's and if so, any tips on spawning? Nope, I haven't kept that one. Um, I'm sorry, I've just kept Dario Dario myself. Uh, maybe Dario asimensis, if I'm saying that right. Um, but that wouldn't be me personally keeping the asimensis. That would just be in a store. So, I'm sorry, I don't know that fish very well. Um, I believe Rachel O'Leary has some information on. I can't remember which species is the tiger. It might be the asimensis. Or whatever that is i'm probably saying that wrong um but i'm sorry i don't have any um okay few more things rolled in so i'll answer them bathy dancefish. dance fish you've been mentioning stuff that doesn't sell is there anything that has you surprised with its popularity yes humpback limias limia nigra fasciatus um or fasciata fasciatus i'd have to look at it those guys i i got because i like them i got a small group um Actually, it wasn't a small group. I got—I was lucky. I got a big group. Sorry, I was confusing them with the Perugiae. The Perugiae started with five fish. The Niger Fasciata I started with like 50 or or something like that, and they've just been breeding like crazy. They're the most highly selling fish I've ever had. I produce a few hundred of them a month, <laughs> like they breed like crazy, and even producing that number a month, I still can't keep them long enough to, uh, sell adult pairs very often. I think I have a few for sale right now, but usually all the juveniles sell before they even sex out. Like that's how popular they are. So that blew my mind. Um, I like that fish. I did, I did not expect so many other people to like that fish because usually what people buy in large quantity or something with huge bright colors, you know, stuff like that. The limia, the Humpback limias aren't necessarily like big, bright colors, but they're cool personality. They're cool uh, patterns on them and kind of shiny spangles and stuff. They're a neat fish. So anyway, I like them. I was just surprised at how many other people like them. So that's the one that sells the most for me and just surprises the heck out of me. Jonathan Santiago, I'm curious by pairs of Humpback limias? did you mean one male, one female? Yes. Yeah, anything that's a pair is uh, one of each sex. Um, when I sell it, if I'm calling it a pair, it's male and female. Yes. Um, Philly man Pete, thanks for the information and entertainment. See you on the next go round. All right, see you too. Thanks everyone that uh, came out tonight to my mods. I appreciate you so much. Even lumpy dog, if <laughs> even if I, <laughs> for some reason just don't see in the chat for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway thanks to my mods thanks for the super chats i appreciate that it's always appreciated it's never required but it totally helps and um anyone that answered questions or helped someone else out a question and to everyone that's lurking i feel you i lurk all the time all right have a great night everybody and we will see you next wednesday seven o'clock mountain time bye bye